Welcome to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with Rebecca Hall Greider. In our program each week, we provide the tools, ideas, and encouragement to help you move ahead on your journey, becoming a more powerful and impactful woman in your own life. Now here's your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. Welcome, everyone. I'm thrilled to be connecting in with you here today. It's such a special time of year as we are in the holidays, we're celebrating, we're reflecting on the powerful year hopefully each of us have had in 2018, and we're looking ahead at 2019 and all that is to come. And I'm so honored that you're taking time out of this special time of year to spend time with us. We've got a really special show lined up for you, an amazing guest that I know you will be inspired, encouraged, and empowered by that is going to be sharing powerfully with you today. So I'm thrilled to have each and every one of you here. And to get the most out of our time together today, I want to encourage us to just stop Pause, breathe for a moment. We can forget to do that in the busyness of the season. And to really take a moment and as you lean into the conversation today, really thinking about what you want to be more involved in as you're looking ahead at 2019, purposely really leaning into those things that matter most to you in the world. And I think sometimes we can make things so big that we want to see the change that we want to see in the world that we sometimes forget to purposely take a step in that direction to build that into our life, to strategically take step by step to bring forth those things that we want to see in the world. And something that's really special about our guest today is he has done that and he's had a powerful global impact you're going to be learning more about and be inspired by, but it started with a decision to make a difference and then taking steps and actions along the way and getting people involved. And so as we share today, I want you to think about what is pulling at your heart? What is it that you can bring forward? What is it that you want to get more involved in? And you may find some great alignment. I know I have with what John, our guest, is going to be sharing with today and he's also going to let you know how you can get more involved as well but take a time to really let this information sink into your heart and spirit that's going to be shared today so those of you who are driving please stay safe keep both hands on the wheel eyes open inwardly tuning into the conversation ready to receive all that is here for you because i know there is something here for you by the very nature of you tuning in So I'm excited to have you joining us. Those of you who are able to put both feet on the floor, sit back in your chair, feel it supporting you. Put one hand on your heart, one hand on your head, bringing you all in, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Take a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth, like through a straw. Let's take another breath in through the nose. See how big you can make your belly. Out through the mouth, like through a straw. Keep breathing, eyes closed. You're absolutely safe. This type of breathing helps bring oxygen to every cell in your body, which helps us lower our stress levels, our cortisol levels, helps us become more present, 
think more clearly, and therefore, I believe, make great decisions <laughs> because we're being still, we're pausing, we're breathing, and we're listening. So in this space, as we're stopping and pausing, what is it that you need today? What is it that will encourage you, empower you, uplift you to be more involved, just a little bit more involved in those things that matter most to you? What is it that you need today? Just receive that information. It can come as a picture. It can come as a reminder, a sound, using all our senses. A scent. Scents are very, very powerful. So what is it that you need today? And are willing to receive because you absolutely have choice. So what is it that you need and are willing to receive? See if that shifts the need a little bit. And I'm going to invite you as you're receiving this information to be unattached to the how. In fact, be open to the new exciting way this need can be met that you've never even imagined before, that you're willing to be excited and surprised by how this need will be met, but leaning in with great anticipation and excitement. Beautiful. Take another breath. Come back into the room, fully present, and I encourage you to write down what was laid on your heart. It's so easy to get distracted, especially during this season, to move on to the next thing and forget and even miss what it is that we need because we stopped looking for it with anticipation and excitement. So let's keep it top of mind. Take a moment to write that down. And perhaps during our time together today, you will even be given support, encouragement, and information to help meet that need and bring things forward that matter most to you. Let's take a breath again. (sighs) Wonderful. Well, when we took a moment to stop, pause, and listen, what was laid on my heart was just appreciation for each and every one of you, excitement for all that is going to come in 2019. I just feel like it's going to be such a powerful year and we have so many doors opening opportunities that we can step into, become part of and bring forth. So I'm just grateful and excited. And John, I'd love for you to take a moment and share what was laid on your heart when we stopped, paused and listened. Well, I'll tell you the 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 most impactful thing that laid on my heart was you, mm. Rebecca, because you are you are a jewel and a gift. You're an oracle of positivity. We seem to be stuck in a collective dialogue of teardown and humiliation and mutually assured destruction, and. You stand for the polar opposite of that, and you guide us and you mentor us to take a moment um, to stop, to breathe, to take a full breath. Um, we seem to have dialogue that is uh, reaction and, and harder reaction as opposed to you know, taking a beat, listening to what the other person is saying instead of uh, thinking about what you're going to say next. And everything that you do, everything in your network guides us to a different path. And I just appreciate that. I'm, I'm new. I'm a newbie. 
in the uh, in, in in that world, and I just um, I just really appreciate you at the end here of 2018. Mm. John, thank you. My goodness, I'm very um, humbled and touched and moved to be seen in that way and to um, get to, to stand in that space. So thank you so much. I really uh, take that in and I appreciate that. And um, I'm just going to breathe and absorb that. Sometimes it can be um, overwhelming to receive such a, a rich compliment and we can be quick to move on and and brush it off and I think it's important that we really hear it and receive it so I receive and again I'm very humbled and honored and look forward to all that we coming together can choose to build and bring forward in 2019 we all have that opportunity to shine out and bring forth those things that matter most not necessarily what comes at us we get to choose what we bring forward and spend our time and energy on in 2018 and 2019 and beyond so john thank you so much for sharing amen sister (laughs) and listeners as i'm just smiling from ear to ear so i have like the those tears of emotion when your heart's been touched in my eyes and I'm just smiling from ear to ear. I'm looking forward to this conversation and listeners as we get ready to go to this first commercial break as those commercials play in the background and they're sharing updates and things we want you to be aware of, I want to encourage you to take these two minutes for you to really use this time to stop, pause, breathe, process and integrate what's being spoken into your heart and to your spirit. Resist the urge to go cross things off your to-do list, stay present, and we'll continue our conversation in just two minutes. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Announcing a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We don't follow, we lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. If you have a question or comment for Rebecca or her guest, we'd love to hear from you. Please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Rebecca at yourpurposedrivenpractice.com. Now back to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes personally carved out just for you. You're going to have opportunities throughout our show today to take two minutes at a time and really stop, pause. I encourage you to incorporate some of that breathing that we did in our opening segment because I've discovered what can really help us live on purpose and with great purpose is remembering to stop, pause, breathe, and then choose that next step with clarity, with purpose that we're going to take as we step forward. So I'm going to encourage you, and here's something magical about those pauses as well, that when we remember to do that, we can actually incorporate as we breathe this new information that we're receiving. We're able to actually incorporate it, integrate it into our bodies on a cellular level, into our mind, body, soul, and spirit. So it actually becomes part of us as we go back out into the world instead of putting it on the to-do list that we hope that we eventually get to it. So I'm going to encourage you to use these two minutes at a time to really give yourself that gift of stopping, pausing, breathing, and integrating. Now, we opened our conversation talking about becoming more involved in those things that matter most to us. As we're looking ahead at 2019, what are we building in to bring forward? And I shared that our amazing guest, who you got to hear a bit from on a heart level, has really moved forward things powerfully. He's taken action on moving forward things that matter most to him. And let me just give you a snapshot of John. So John Kaufman is the owner of a Silicon Valley marketing firm. He's the founder of H2 Open Doors, which installs water purification plants into villages and schools around the globe. In doing so, it provides a way for the poorest of the poor to become self-sufficient through water sales. He is a number one international best-selling author of his recently released book, Long Walk on a Dry Road. It was just released towards the end of November. And the second part of that says, Long Walk on a Dry Road, the education of a water warrior. He is absolutely passionate about bringing water education and peace to the world one village and one water plant at a time please lean in and warmly welcome the amazing and powerful john kaufman to the show welcome i'm glad you could hear that and the arms are up and raised (laughs) welcome (laughs) thrilled 
<laughs> well, I'm thrilled to have this time with you today, and I'm very excited to um, dig into the conversation. I know you've prepared some really rich information to share with us, and I wanted to start our conversation with why, why H2 Open Doors and this work that you're doing, um, bringing water into the villages, why is this work personally so important to you, and, and how did you get started? Uh, had befallen with cancer. She took her four years to die. She was such a strong person. Her heart was so strong. She had been on and off chemo. It started with ovarian cancer and then metastasized throughout her, her body. And this was my best buddy. Mm. Um, in between chemo treatments, we would go on cruises and, um, you know, kind of enjoy the time that we could. And we were on, uh, this would, would have been our last cruise. Um, we were on a cruise to... Uh, uh, on Royal Caribbean cruise line, and we stopped. One of the port stops was Labadee. Now, Labadee, for all of you travelers, Labadee is on Haiti. Don't say that in the uh, brochure, but it's Haiti. You're going to Haiti. So we stop at Labadee, which is owned by the cruise lines. It's this just wonderful, you know, little vacation spot that you stop at for the day. You, you get off the ship, um, uh, which is which is anchored out to sea a little bit, and then you take these small tender boats in. And as you come in, now this is 3,000 people coming off the ship, going on to Labadee for the afternoon. Um, there's marimba bands. There's a feast like you couldn't believe, every kind of food, every kind of beverage. And then you just um, gorge yourself, and you eat all day, and, and then you roll yourself over to the beach, and you, you're looking out at the horizon at your ship. And it was just a wonderful time. When it was time to leave, we all boarded on the, on our little uh, tenders and we're headed back towards the ship. And the cruise director is making a, a big point of keep forward, keep looking forward, look at the ship, don't get seasick. And of course, Jay and I, this is this is my sister and I's thing. We're always in the opposite world. We decide, wait, what's up? So we go to the back of the tender and we look back at whence we came. And out through the jungled mountains are probably a thousand, maybe even more Haitians coming through the jungles to glean through everything that we just left. There's uh, babies in tow. There's, uh, you know, men, there's women, there's children. They're all going through the garbage and eating from the garbage uh, chicken wings and, you know, uh, corn on the cob and, and, you know, squeezing juice boxes. And this, this was a scene that affected us. It was unbelievable. I mean, I knew that it was her, this was going to be our last cruise together. And we just both burst into tears watching the scene lay out in front of us. And so in that particular context, I said to her, Jay, I'm going to do something about this. Now, I didn't know what that was going to be, but I knew that by the, by the strength in which she hugged me, I knew that this was a vow that I had to keep. I could not break this. Yes. So... Um, so she passed away, and she actually passed away on the same day that Michael Jackson died. I didn't even know that Michael Jackson died for two weeks because I was distracted. Um, yeah. But um, it took me four years to figure out how he was, how he was going to help, how he was going to keep this promise to my sister. And then I came across just that, you know, it all starts with water. So I decided mm -hmm. to, to do it in that way. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And I've 
experienced some of your story through your your powerful book, Long Walk on a Dry Road, and it's just so um, powerful to hear you share it as well and um, your experience of that moment and that vow that you took and your seeking, you know, four years looking to find how do I bring this forward and that you determine that it all starts with water. Do you mind sharing just a little bit more um, about that as you looked into it all starts with water? How did you lean into bringing water to the world? Well, you know, I figured, you know, what is my expertise? Well, I'm not Mm -hmm. an engineer. Um, I'm a marketing dude, which basically Mm -hmm. means that, um, you you love sales, but you're not good enough to be a good salesman, so you go into marketing. Um, so, I'm just kidding. So uh, so I had started a marketing company with with two of my best friends uh, many years ago. Now I think it's about 29 years ago. Oh my god, the liver spots are jumping off of my hands right now. Um, and um, so what was the expertise that I was going to bring into it? And it just seemed mm-hmm. to me that in order to stay in alignment with my, with my promise to my sister, I ought to start with something that's basic, that's fundamental, that uh, doesn't take rocket science. And so I started to, to investigate water. I got involved with an organization. It's called Water Partners. It, this was the organization that was called beforewater.org and before Matt Damon came in. Mm-hmm. And um, I just loved what they were doing. I mean, um, but because I'm a marketing guy, I'm a skeptic. So I had just made a very large, substantial contribution to that organization. And I said, you know, gosh, um, I'm looking at your, your literature. And um, it says that last year you put a thousand wells in Kenya. And this year you're going to put a thousand wells in Ghana. Um, so send us money. And, and I said, I, I object to that. And they said, well, why? why? Why do you object to that? I said, well, because what you should be saying is last year we put a thousand wells in Kenya and this year we're going to go back and fix the 40 to 60% that are not working. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we'll never, we'll never raise money that way, like you silly man. And mm-hmm. so I said, well, then give me back my money. And they said, we can't give you back the money. We, we bought it on more wells. And this, this, so I, I began to see, well, okay, the big problem uh, in in the in the in water world, to to name Kevin Costner's movie, if you recall that, yep, but the big yep. problem in in water world is um, that it's all a reliance on sticking straws into the earth, mm-hmm. you know, um, sucking sucking water from the groundwater and um, pumping it up. And the problem with that is that these wells have a shelf life of three to four years. And even the biggest wells don't serve more than about 200 people. So, for instance, in Africa, um, you see a nomadic culture. You know, these, these villages tend to move, you know, mm-hmm. 60 people, 100 people, 200 people. They, they tend to move to wherever the newest borehole is. And this is a problem. So I said, you know, I think what I'd rather do is a sustainable uh, program where um, I'm working on water uh, purification it occurred mm-hmm. to me that uh, in these same places that boreholes were being produced, not too far away were big rivers and big lakes. And then you ask the question, well, why aren't you using that water? Well, it's contaminated. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that there's an abundant supply of contaminated water in the world. So let's just you know, figure out how to purify it and repurpose it. And so that's how I got off on that tangent. 
Oh, thank you for sharing. And I like how you um, really looked in at a deeper level. And I think that's something all of us can do that um, making sure that as we're leaning into organizations and we're leaning into um, things that matter to us, that we're also checking the effectiveness, that we're asking some really good questions so that as we're spending our time, energy, and resources, that they're doing what we're intending them to do and explore how things can be maybe more effective and what we're called to bring forward in that. And one of the things I love about what your organization has created is you've been able to build these systems that can become self-sustainable, that can bring in um, money to that village that has to be used very specifically. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that vision and how it works? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, um, I spent about a year vetting different technologies because one of the things that was important to me is that I, I, I don't know, deep down I'm kind of a lazy person and you can put the same amount of effort into something that affects a thousand to 10,000 people as you can for 60 to a hundred people. So I said, so, so the last thing I want to do is wells. I, I, I don't want to do small projects. I want to do high impact projects that, that can benefit, you know, a, a greater number of beneficiaries each time. So I began to uh, vet these various technologies. There's all sorts of different ways that I could have gone. And um, about nine or ten months into my search, my research, um, I stumbled across a company in Colorado it's called Innovative Water Technologies, and they had um, made and have a patent on this particular technology called the Sunspring. It's solar-powered um, wind power. It's got a wind turbine as well, its own battery, its own pump. It's basically a water treatment plant um, in, in a miniature size, in a small size. I mean, it's not miniature. It's 17 feet tall, but um, it, you know, its footprint is only about you know, five feet square. Mm-hmm. And because it can run off the grid, you can put it anywhere. I mean, anywhere. Um, Jack Barker, who's the inventor of it, and, and mm-hmm. he's the owner of that company that, that produces those, now goes on all of our trips with us because he has such a good time with it. But um, it was brilliant what he created it's, it, 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 because it met all of the requirements that I had. The, the, mm-hmm. the one requirement that I had was it had to be robust. It had to put out, I mean, Rebecca, it had to put, put out a boatload of water because yes. I wanted 10,000 people every day to get water. So this thing puts out, now it's been, it's been increased. The current iteration of it produces 40,000 liters or, or another way to say that is 80,000 of those half liter bottles that we all drink out of those single mm-hmm. use uh, 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 bottles of water that we're polluting the planet with, you know, that those, yep. um, it can produce the equivalent of 80,000. That's how much water the thing can, can, uh, can purify and put out every single day. And the reason why I needed something so robust is I wanted the village, the school, the hospital, I wanted that, that to become a business for them so that they could generate sales. You know, in, this, in, in, in the scenario that we have for the rural poor, the rural poor spend between a third and a half of their daily income on bottled water where they have no other alternative. In Mexico, um, in particular, Guatemala, Nicaragua, some others, 80% of that bottled water is sold by four companies, Pepsi, uh, Dannon, mm-hmm. Nestle, and Coca-Cola. 
And so what's wrong with this picture? If, if the rural poor are forced, because there's no alternative, to buy bottled water, and the profits for that bottled water go to four multinational com- uh, companies, our proposal was, well, if there's going to be a big four, there ought to be a big five, and the rural poor ought to be a player. If anybody's going to profit mm-hmm. from what should be a human right, let's see if we can't have the rural poor profiting. Now, the way that they would profit would be through supporting their social services. Yep. So, so we really want all the money that's made that's raised from the water sales to go towards their schools, towards their latrines, towards their uh, classroom expansion, even, even um, college scholarships. All the purposes yes. to really improve their lives are crumbling at the same time that they have la- the lack of access to, to, uh, to uh, safe drinking water. Well, and I, and I know healthcare is a big part of what those funds are used for as well. And um, as I was reading your book, because your book kind of takes us on a journey of um, how you brought this forward and the vow that you made and where you saw the challenges and then the steps you've taken along the journey and some of the experiences and transformation that's taken place that I know one of the populations, I should say, that have really been powerfully impacted, not population, but the women and children spent so much of their time carrying water and bringing it back and forth, and it's contaminated water <laughs> that they're hauling that's affecting yeah. their health. Yeah. It's taking their time, their energy, and they're not able to move forward and do other things. So not only are you helping shift that um, story to where they're able to bring profit, spend their time in other ways, but you're also setting it up so that they're actually have opportunity for education, improved water, improved health, all of those things, because the water is such a basic part of our being on a cellular level, and you're bringing that forward powerfully. And as we're, we're getting ready to go to our next commercial break here, I want you each to think about what is it if you really um, break it down to a cellular level? We've been talking about cellular level things. If you really break it down, what is important to you to bring forward? What is it that perhaps you've taken a vow that you are committed to bringing forward? And what are some steps that you can take as we look ahead in 2019, a step at a time, just like John's been sharing some of the steps he's taken and some of the great questions he's asked along the way. What is it that you can be bringing forward and some of those powerful questions you want to make sure that you're asking and exploring? And we'll look forward to continuing the conversation in just two minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. Sustainable success. 
is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Announcing a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. If you have a question or comment for Rebecca or her guest, we'd love to hear from you. Please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Rebecca at yourpurposedrivenpractice.com. Now back to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes. I know I had lots to reflect on and think about with what John has shared with us. And uh, for those of you who may just be joining us, we are talking with John Kaufman. He is the founder of H2 Open Doors and author of the number one international best-selling book, Multiple Countries and Categories, called Long Walk on a Dry Road. The Education of a Water Warrior. And he's been sharing with us a little bit of his journey of um, deciding to impact the world around water and and help shift um, the story of, of how water can interact and impact um, the poorest of the poor in so many villages and actually shift that story so they're stepped they're able to step into a place of empowerment and education and health. And I think it's really, really beautiful today if we take a snapshot of of where the organization is. They have over 80 technicians in over 10 countries. So huge impact. And I know he approaches it a village and um, a country at a time, step by step. He's 
doing that. And I know one of the things you do as you look ahead and you do scouting and you do testing before looking at bringing in um, your water systems and plants to do that. And I'm curious, are, can you share a little bit? I just feel like there's a lesson in there for us as we're looking at um, bringing things forward that matter that we don't just kind of randomly try it here and there, but really do some of that foundational work so that it can be successful. Can you give us some insight as to advice you would give someone that's looking at bringing things forward about doing some of that testing and some of that research before stepping forward? Yeah, it's a, it's um, it's an important element of what we do. I mean, um, uh, uh, one of the cornerstones of what we're trying to accomplish is to create a sustainable solution. And the, mm-hmm. the operative word here is sustainable, you know, not something that'll fall apart, that'll that'll rust, that will be forgotten, and so on. Uh, but, but the equipment can, can rust, but also the interest and the passion from the people that are uh, the stakeholders in it can rust as well. They need to be constantly seeing the benefits uh, for themselves. They need to be able to block the naysayers out. Uh, that, the best example of this is the only time I've ever had to move one of these plants actually move it is in Mexico in a small town where the mayor of that town um, had us put that in. Uh, He was supportive of it and then he was voted out and then the new mayor came in and because it wasn't the new mayor's idea he discontinued supporting it. So Mm. there there wasn't any action on that water plant at all because of politics. So Mm. there's a lot of things to consider if you're if you if you've got an idea and you're trying to make it work it's not just maybe technology that you're bringing in or uh, maybe you're building a library in Botswana or whatever there are political and human issues that are as as vital to uh, keep nurturing as as there are technolo- technological ones Thank you for sharing that. And I'm also curious because at this time of year um, and looking ahead so often we're taking steps on our goals and our vision and what we want to bring forward. And many times people are looking at starting an organization of their own to make a difference in a positive way. And I know you did a lot of research into the different types of organizations that we can start or build or create, including nonprofit organizations or 501c um, organizations. Do you mind sharing just a little bit of your thoughts and what you discovered in that process? Yeah, now get the hook ready, Rebecca, because this could go long. No, I'm gonna, okay, I'm, gonna I'm really ready. <laughs> I'm gonna really, I'm gonna really try to uh, compact it a little bit um, for the listeners because I started H2 Open Doors as a project as opposed to a 501c3. I looked into um, starting my own 501c3 and rejected it, and instead I joined Rotary to do this project. Now, Rotary International if you're not familiar, is, is the oldest service organization in the world. Uh, it's about 107 years old. Um, there's also the Lions Club. There's the Optimist Club. There's the Kiwanis. There's some really great, uh, incredible social service organizations where the, where the embodiment of um, service above self attracts people who, who really want to do something. Mm-hmm. And um, others, others work within the churches. And there's, there's a real... Uh, there's a real desire to do something, but to do it on your own is almost impossible. 
There are something like 2 million 501c3s in the U.S. today. Every year, there's an additional 10,000 that are chartered. And um, the, the idea of one person or two persons starting their own 501c3 and trying to make a go of it is Herculean. And it's well-intentioned, but it could be so much more impactful if instead you joined a service organization that you felt an alignment with and then operated it as a project, which is what I do. If, mm-hmm. if I, I've, I've put in 27 water plants, my team, and I have put in 27 water plants in 11 countries, well, 10 countries plus Puerto Rico, and, um, and we're just getting started. If I was doing this as just me and my girlfriend and we were, we were starting our 501c3 and that was it and we were raising money and we were responsible for all the different um, aspects of, of doing this, I, I'd be surprised if I was on my number three installation by now after mm-hmm. six years. Um, so I, I just encourage people. I call it plugging into a power pack of passion to uh, – to, torture the uh, alliteration of peas. Well, and, and something I hear consistently in our conversation today from you, you're, you're so leveraged in what you're wanting to do in the impact and you think big. You called it lazy. I don't think it's lazy. <laughs> I think it's leveraged and you're looking at impact and what can I plug into to help me go further faster to reach more people? What sort of a system can have the biggest impact? How can I make a difference for thousands versus hundreds? How can we make it portable? How can we plug into a system where we can get support to bring this forward faster than necessarily having to create it all on my own? And I think those are really powerful ways to think about things that we can tap into and learn from. Would you add anything else to that? I, I would, I would um, most definitely. This, this mm-hmm. is, um, we're in an exciting age right now. You know, we're no, we're no longer in the, agricultural age or the industrial age, and I, I would argue we're no longer in the information age, I think looking back, we'll probably say we're in the age of disruption, mm. where, where every single thing that we've been doing for centuries and centuries and centuries are open for disruption. We can change it. The, the relationship of the haves to the have-nots is one of those things that needs to be disrupted the 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 idea of fundraising the antiquated ways that we ask for money and that we're asked for money i mean all these different things to do what what is in our soul to make it better for for those that need just a little bit of uh, uh of help um these these are all primed to be disrupted and it needs lots of people with a good soul and who want to do well um, I just don't want to see that squandered. I want to. I want to see them pitching in and and helping disrupt this particular this particular broken part of the world that I see, which is how we care and don't care for the poor. Mm. And I'm hearing this, and now is our time that we get to change the course. We have the opportunity. Um, especially now, to step forward, to ask the questions, to change what has been, to create what needs to be. And listeners, I want you to really take a moment to take that in. If you're waiting for someone to say, now is the time, now is the time. You have 
this opportunity to step forward, to disrupt, to start a new path, to build something that matters, to improve and bring forward those things that matter most to you. Now, I'm I'm curious, John, because you really had in your heart and you were very um, strongly led to bring your book forward. It wasn't to wait till 2019. It was to come forward in 2018. Mm. And it was to come forward in November. Like there was a real um, sense of urgency and commitment to bringing that forward. I'm curious if you could share a couple of things about that, why you decided to write this book, why it was called forth and why the timing was so important. Cause I'm wondering if it's tapping into this energy you're talking about. Yeah, I think, I think the more I, I'm, 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 I consider myself politically right in the middle. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a logical person. I don't, I, I a pox on both houses from my point of view. <laughs> Um, and the dialogue has just gotten ridiculous, and we're spending way too much time talking about really irrelevant things. I mean, just in the case of water, you know, 2,000 children will have died today throughout the world because of water, because of diarrhea. That's 2,000 mm-hmm. people today, 2,000 people yesterday, 2,000 children under the age of five will die tomorrow. And yet we're talking about the most bizarre, ludicrous, ridiculous things constantly. And so this is the time where we don't, we don't have much more time. I mean, we're just, we're just, um, we're just uh, stuck in this cycle of irrelevancy and not focusing in on the important things. And anybody that's interested in doing something about it needs to do it now. Like yes. we, the world needs it. Yes. There is an urgency towards movement. And and there's something I appreciate about you. And I don't know that this is right in the middle, John. <laughs> so this is Rebecca's opinion. I won't I won't put this on anyone else. But one of the things I appreciate about you and seeing you is I've called it a bit of a, a feistiness. It's it's this um commitment to bring it forward, to take action. There's there's not a passiveness in you at all <laughs> around any of these things. And as I've read your journeys, I've read your book. Look, I've noticed this consistent, um, okay, but how are we going to make a difference? These are the people we're trying to affect. And these statistics you just shared, those are real statistics that you're living and breathing. And so every day matters. And I feel like you have an urgency of purpose in what you're bringing forward. And I felt like you conveyed that really powerfully in your book. And you also gave some really great um, questions to explore for anyone looking to bring forward that thing that's in their heart as an organization, as a cause, what it is, and to focus in on moving it forward, not getting caught up in some of the politics that can happen or some of the wondering how, but actually here's questions that you can ask to move forward. And I feel like that's something that you not only are a powerful leverager, you're also someone um, that's on purpose with movement, like you're bringing it forward. Every day matters and you know that and you're committed to bringing it forward. Yeah, we're only on the earth for a, for a least period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're just renting our space, so we might as well uh, do the most. The, 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 one of the things that had attracted me to join Rotary was they have a six areas of focus. They're not, um, they're not spread all over the map. Six areas of focus. 
And so this particular project, H2 Open Doors within Rotary, is designed to, to treat, to, to work within all six areas. And these, these areas are maternal and child health, mm-hmm. education, disease prevention, community development, water and sanitation, and peace. Or you could say all those five equal peace because, mm-hmm. um, you know, if peace is described as, as, as the removal of points of frustration and conflict, then uh, all those other five are, are what leads up to that. And yes. um, this is a project that when, when we do it right and we're putting in an enterprise for a village where they can be earning up to, in U.S. dollars, $100,000 every year, year after year after year after year, by having these water plants and an enterprise in place, um, we, can, we can then, um, we, we, by, by a memo of understanding with the village elders, we, we have them funnel that money towards those needs that are in alignment with all those six areas of focus within their village. Yes. And, and to me, um, the, almost anything that, you, that your listeners are thinking about, boy, you know, I've always wanted to get involved in XYZ, one of them is going to be one of those six areas of focus. And so Rotary yes. is positioned to be able to support you on that and make what your dreams uh, um, large like they did for me. Lions, Gameway, Kiwanis, and so on. I mean, all these service organizations are just a great home to uh, put your put your energy into. Well, and listeners, as we get ready to go to our next commercial break here, I want you to think about that. Are those six areas in fall in alignment with you, one of them or multiple? And exploring the idea of plugging into one of these amazing service organizations. When we get back, I'm going to have John share a little bit about how you could get involved with H2 Open Doors or Rotary um, and perhaps plug in. We'll look forward to talking to you in just two minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Announcing a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. 
Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. If you have a question or comment for Rebecca or her guest, we'd love to hear from you. Please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Rebecca at yourpurposedrivenpractice.com. Now back to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes. And we have been talking with John Kaufman, the founder of H2 Open Doors and the number one international best-selling author of Long Walk on a Dry Road. We've mentioned the book several times, so you may have had on your heart that, wow, I'd like to check that book out. I'd like to get that book. So I wanted you to know where to find it. You can go on Amazon.com, and it's available as an ebook or a digital download. And and you don't have to have a Kindle player to be able to read it. That's you know, The software is automatically provided. We're able to um, download it and read the book. It's called Long Walk on a Dry Road. And if you look that up in John's name, you'll find that book and be able to add it to your library. So I wanted to make sure you knew where to get it, um, should that be of service to you. And I just highly recommend this book. It's so powerful, informative, and encouraging. Um, I want to encourage you to lean in and, and say yes to this powerful book. And with that, we've been talking about a number of things. We've been talking about plugging into a service organization, and John's listed several Kiwanis and Rotary, and I know Rotary is the one that you've plugged into with H2 Open Doors. And I wanted to give you a moment to share how people could learn more and uh, more about you, connect in with you, as well as plug into some of these service organizations. Oh, John? It's my suggestion. <laughs> um, oh. Can you hear me okay? I can. I can. Great. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Start local and, and work with an organization that also works globally, so local and global. Mm-hmm. And that way you can kind of find out, um, uh, w- you know, what really rings your bell, your, your individual bell. The book, Long Walk on a Dry Road, speaks a lot about the, the work that we do in the villages and, and so on, but it also describes what an expedition is like because all these installations are expeditions. For instance, we're going on January 1st, and I hope I don't have a hangover, but we're flying to India, and we're, going to, um, we're bringing 27 people from all over the country that have signed on to come on to this uh, adventure. We start off by giving polio drops to... I think I think we'll be doing about four thousand kids in two days uh, near Agra right. in India. And John, I'm, then I'm we're going so over. sorry to interrupt. We have just about one minute, and I want to make sure they know how oh. to connect in with you, and and then they can learn all yeah. about that as they connect in. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So go. So to find out about these expeditions, go to h2opendoors.org, and then you'll see a participate button. Click on the participate button, and you'll see all the all the uh, expeditions that are that are in the queue, and uh, you're welcome to join us. Um, learn more about it and uh, and start your adventure that way. 
I love it. So H2 Open Doors, they can learn more, connect in with you. And it's h2opendoors.org. Is that correct? Dot org. Okay, perfect. And uh, listeners, I just want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that you've been encouraged, inspired, and empowered that you have been given some additional things to think about as you're moving forward on purpose and with great purpose. Because each of us has far more influence than we sometimes realize. And I want to encourage you to step more fully into your influence, step more fully into to bringing forward those things that matter most to you step by step, day by day, heart by heart, life by life. We can bring forward those things that matter most. So I wish each of you a happy and safe New Year's and I can't wait to see you shine powerfully in 2019 and beyond. Take care, everyone. Talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us this week for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider, next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And join us for a replay of the show every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a beautiful week, and may you always bloom where you're planted and shine.